It is Tuesday, May 14th. We are back with the Wrestling Game Podcast. It's myself, Mr. Raj Geary, along with Mayor Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Justin, who will be filling in for Glenn Rubenstein this week. Justin, how are you doing? I'm good. I feel uh, I'm just getting my fill of, of Wrestling Inc. today. I was on the Winkley earlier with Nick, and now I'm here with the with the owner and Mr. Mayor. I'm in great company. <laughs> You're all over the place. Uh, Matt, how are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Good, good. Um, so SmackDown tonight, back at the O2 Arena in London, same spot as Raw uh, last night. Um, r- real quick, uh, just overall thoughts on the show, guys. Uh, Justin, why don't we go to you first? Not a bad show, but I'll be honest. I actually probably took away more things that I liked about Raw this week than I did SmackDown, or in terms of things like just that got me excited or got me, uh, you know, had me glued to the TV, um, which I haven't been able to say that in a while. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, go home shows, going into Money in the Bank. Like I said, Raw's longer, so it's just tougher to get through. There's a whole lot more dead spots, but I thought there was some things, especially in the last two hours of Raw, that I was more engaged in. Tonight's SmackDown just kind of felt like a little bit, a lot, you know, like a lot of video packages, a lot of just kind of uh, putting it uh, in cruise control. Uh, Matt, your thoughts? Man, better. I don't even know if I would consider that better than last night's show or not, honestly. I usually always think it's better, but it's not. Um, This episode, I didn't feel it was that much better than wrong. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was just, it was just there. I thought nothing, um, you know, Matt, we talked about this last night, just go home shows and what they used to be and getting you excited for a pay-per-view and, and, and leaving you wanting more. And that does not happen anymore. No, you're right. Hang on real quick. Sure. All right. Uh, so Justin, first off, we went to the opening segment, uh, Roman Reigns promo. He talked about how he still had unfinished business from Raw. Basically, this whole wild card thing is just a way to have Roman on both shows, right? It seems that way, and from what we're hearing, and, and it makes total sense from a business standpoint. You know, us wrestling fans thought it was fresh for a storyline to have Roman Reigns drafted over to SmackDown. He'd been with Raw for five or six years, so it felt fresh, right? But from a business standpoint, when you have executives at NBC Universal who are all, who are already getting to have, you know, it's already a weird dynamic with Fox getting ready to come into the fold here. When you have NBC guys going, so Vince, you just took, you know, ratings have been declining, and you decide to take, you know, the top star off of our show. So yeah, this certainly seems like you know wild card rule. Roman Reigns always one of the participants, and then the other three. Um, again, business wise, I, I get it. Now this is only this. I mean, this is only the tip of the iceberg. Once Fox is actually in the game, come the fall time, uh, I got to credit Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is one of the first per- people I heard say this publicly way back when 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 the Fox deal was announced, which he said, and he, obviously he's got a lot of TV experience. He said. WWE's always been under the same family. It's true. They've always been in the NBC family. And now having two major, uh, you know, two different media entities taking your two weekly shows, there's going to be a, hey, why did, why did he or she get to play with this? Why did they get that star? This is just the tip, this is just the tip of it. This is going to get m- far worse before it gets better. Is UPN Universal? No, NBC Universal. So you, NBC and Universal uh, are, are now one entity, Universal uh, Entertainment. So they're. No, um, I, thought, I thought I heard you say that they've never been out from any other uh, umbrella other than oh. NBC or Universal. UPN, my network TV, W, they were a network, but not like the Big Four. You know, it's, the Big Four has always been. But yes, they they were definitely a. True. Uh, they were a network, but definitely not under the same. CBS, way. ABC, NBC. I see what you're yeah, and 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 they, and they definitely weren't paying a billion dollars like five. <laughs> no, and that's why they're gonna shit can this 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 um. 
um, not draft, but but I think the eventually brand split. Yeah. the brand split. Yeah, they're going to have to. I mean, they, it, it more or less has already. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, technically, you had six raw stars on SmackDown tonight. Uh, I guess the Usos. I guess tag teams count as one. Did they ever specify that? But no, yeah. they're, they're making no. The, they're making the rules up as they go along. <laughs> so let's yeah, just say the Usos are. Didn't one. they bring when Daniel Bryan did it on the first very night? Didn't he do it on the very first night? When he, he came, he, he did, but he came by himself. He didn't come over with his bodyguard. No, but it was still like five okay. people that night. But then they said Elias didn't count. But tonight you had, you had the Miz, you had the Usos, so that's three if you're counting the Usos as two different people. Uh, Lacey Evans was backstage. You had Ricochet, and then you had Sami Zayn. So you had six people. So, and just last week, I mean, we're not we're talking about continuity just from one week ago, where Vince said if it was more than four, four, someone would be fired. So, <laughs> himself. <laughs> no kidding, man. Um, anyway, so uh, Rain's got the mic. Is talking about Elias being a big problem. He's going to take care of him. I, how Elias is a big problem, I don't know. He hasn't won a big match in, in forever. Right, that, right. That, that, that I was criticizing this yesterday during Raw. Roman Reigns, you know, I, you, I, I dislike this. Roman Reigns is the baby face. As he's, as he's getting ready, as he's trying to sell his matches, Elias cutting has, down his opponent. Yeah, right? says, says Elias hasn't accomplished anything. I'm like, well, yes, that's, I'm, I agree well, with I'm, that. I saw that I'm gonna, last night too. Yeah, I'm gonna tune in and watch that. <laughs> right? It's yeah, like, that was horrible. Baby, babyface 101. He broke like every commandment. <laughs> it would be like Hulk Hogan wrestling Boris Zukov on pay per view, and Hogan talking about how Boris has never won, and, and then Boris doesn't win any matches during that build up either. Yes. <laughs> Say, what was your best run with the Bolsheviks, Bart? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. but, but, but just completely running them down. Like, it was terrible. I can't believe you did it. I didn't like it. Yeah. You're having your top star on both shows, which is which is great. It makes total Fine. sense. But with a, a guy you're doing, you're giving no push to. It makes you should no be sense. getting him over. They should be like calling him a problem. That's a step in the right direction. It gives him some credit, right? But let, let, how do you come back from last night? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, not so easy. They should be going overboard about how good he is and he's been held back and what you're trying to make your market mean now by not being held back by taking one win against me and boom, it's just going to skyrocket you where, quite frankly, I do kind of agree you kind of should be. Um, you know, I don't know, something to that effect. You know what I mean? Where, where you're putting him over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, this is Roman Reigns, you know, verbally burying the guy he's going to have a match with. And this is the guy who they put in a segment with The Undertaker, WrestleMania weekend. They've put in a segment with John Cena at Raw 25. I mean, so like it's you know yeah. he's he's burying a guy who they you know I mean yeah they, they haven't followed through. He hasn't won really any big matches. Hasn't won any titles. But they 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 keep putting him in in significant they, scenarios. And then and then and then he's just and then Roman Reigns buries him. It's just I don't you know understand that. You know what sucks about that? I know we got to move on, but real quick because I like him um, and I know he's your buddy from where you're from. Um, but if you notice the stuff with Cena and you know the stuff with Taker. They didn't get, they didn't milk that for what those were worth, though. You know what I mean? There was no build up to it, really. And there wasn't any talking like, can you believe this young upstart superstar is in the ring with John Cena? He's taking it to John Cena right now. Oh my God. Yeah, anything like that. Nothing. No, no. you're right. They, they, they just use him and the, and the guitar and the, and, the, and, the, and the promo gimmick to, you know, set up the entrance. And he's, he's good, man. He's got the look, he's got a good promo. He's, I mean, he's a big guy. He's got, yeah, exactly what you said. The look, he stands out. Yes. Uh, he's got everything that Vince would, you know, want. He's not the, I mean, his matches aren't the best, but put him in with people that he can work with enough. to get to that level. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Now, anyway, uh, Shane McMahon, Miz, it, it just kind of felt like a, a rehash of you know what we saw on on Raw. <laughs> and uh, it did. They did the same thing last week too. We said. <laughs> and this was oh, the problem. You the know, just we... called it out last week too. Like, oh, it feels like we just saw this on Raw last night. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you did. Yeah, and this you... was the problem before the brand split was that Raw and SmackDown they kind of end up being very similar uh, as far as the angles and stuff go. It's kind of wild that Shane and The Miz have been connected consistently in storyline for six months. Since, <laughs> since, since November in the last Saudi Arabia show, you know, and that, that's actually pretty, when you think about the amount of program they have and you think about how uh, schizophrenic the creative can be, it's actually kind of impressive that they've at least had some continuity. There. It is. Yeah. It is. So anyway, at some point, Shane, uh, you know, Miz cuts a, a good promo on, on uh, Shane. I know Justin, you and me are always going to disagree in this. Miz cutting a badass promo. He's very good, but I just can't buy him in that as a badass. It, it as there's a tough, just it, as a tough guy. Yeah. When it came to his dad, that's the closest I've come to kind of believing. Like, oh, Miz is pissed off. Someone better look out. I guess. <laughs> um, and I say I guess because that's the closest to it I've ever seen. Because it's Miz, right? He's, he's funny. He's witty. It, it, it's, you know, we've never, for so many years, we never had to see him get like angry. And if we did, it's always like you laugh at him. You don't really get scared of him. He, he's funny. He's witty. He's certainly, um, just because of his natural personality, he thrives more being the chicken shit heel. But I'll say this, the working with Shane, because Shane basically works one style, and that's stiff punches and kamikaze uh, high spots, mm-hmm. you know, so the big spot at Mania. And then if they, if they, if they go all out in a cage match this Sunday, more hardcore violent matches like that for the Miz, I think will help build up some credibility of, okay, this guy, you know, maybe dare I say a little color, you know, that might, that might, you know, change that the Miz can turn it up and can be, you know, can be a tough, tough guy. They've got to show him snapping and they've got to zoom in on his face and they, you know, they've done it a couple of times when it came to his dad. Right. But they need more of it. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And we'll do a couple of the quick, picks for money in the bank as we go along but it's it's funny because money in the bank is actually a pretty loaded card um mm-hmm. it's pretty stacked and you would not know it with the bill this week it's kind of a, a an mm-hmm. afterthought I, I have to remind myself what's happening at money in the bank this is one of the worst follow uh, not follow-ups but uh, uh lead-in shows yeah or weeks uh, lead-in yeah. weeks i've been saying for a couple of years now that the concept that, that, that the money in the bank has become uh, to me the money in the bank is number four. It's now part of the big four. I think it yeah, bumps it bumps it bumps Survivor Series because look the Survivor Series concept of all these guys on these teams that's so thirty years ago. Now with six man tags galore. That's what I mean. It's so you know it was a big deal when it was a big deal when there's only four pay per views a year and program and week to week programming was feature talent against an enhancement right. talent. But it's to me, Money in the Bank because of its its significance. To me, it's it's part of the Big Four now. And it was cool to see like 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 a Kogan and Warrior and all these different people. You know what I mean? That you would never see together tagging together. That's what made it really special. Now these guys do it all the time. It's nothing right. special. Yeah, elimination matches aren't a uh, you know a specialty draw that you need to get to the arena to see like they were back in the eighties. Yeah. I agree. So. Um, Anyway, back to the Shane he said there were a few other people that hated the guts, introducing Daniel Bryan and Rowan, who came out without their belts. Uh, a fight ensued. The Usos came out to make the save. And so we got a match tonight, you know, and it led to the Usos and Reigns against uh, Daniel Bryan, Rowan, uh, Elias, and who am I forgetting here? Jesus. 
Shane McMahon, Elias, Dan Bryant, and Roman against Roman Reigns and the Usos. Uh, up next, uh, we had the fatal uh, fatal four way. Randy Orton, who came out to the ring, cut a standard generic promo. Uh, Andrade, who also cut a, a uh, Zelina Vega came out. She's great with her delivery, but the material she came out with wasn't the best. It was very forced and scripted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Finn Balor and Ali. So for the for the people in the Money in the Bank, the men's Money in the Bank match this Sunday. Yeah, I didn't mind that Vega promo about the, with the whole spoilers gimmick. I, I don't. I actually thought it was kind of timely, just because like. I don't know about you guys. I don't watch Game of Thrones, and I haven't watched Avengers Endgame, Endgame. So, like, I'm watching from the outside. All these people freaking out when somebody's spoiling something or whatever. So, to me, I don't know. I kind of actually thought it was timely and a pretty decent promo to just, you know, just put her put her guy over. Yeah, I thought what she was talking about was timely, but I thought the way it was, it was the way it was written. It just sounded very, very she written. She wouldn't say that. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Saying. She would not talk like that. She's always talking about her man as an agent to her man, if you will, like Jerry Maguire or a uh, Arliss showing my age. Um, do you know what I mean? Like Arliss, my yeah, it's not natural dialogue. She's like a super sports agent for her man, basically. All she does is hype him up better than he can ever hype himself up, I'll add. And when she's they're taking on these other directions to do exactly what you just said, we're going to be trendy. We're going to be talking about current events. Aren't we great? The writers yeah. that wrote that. Yeah, I think doing a line here or there to, to do it, you know, drawing a parallel to something current Dude, like, is this. one thing. But when you got like, a, a, you know, an eight-line promo, which is, you know. It's not natural. You're not going to do that. Case right. in point, when I was doing my stuttering gimmick, they made me, I did a cut, I cut a, Robbie E was the local, uh, I don't want to call him jobber, but local uh, enhancement talent, right? And before the match started, I'd get on the mic, and and before getting into my stutter, I was supposed to uh, talk about, uh, you know, telling him to run away, run away, run away, like the runaway. There's this runaway bride that was on the front page of the news who, like, left her husband at the altar and totally skipped out of town on the guy, and it made national news, and it was, like, all the, the just for that day. And now I watch back and go, what the hell was that story? I don't even remember what that was. And Again, it just sounded so forced. Do you know what I mean? And they try to do it because they try to get too cute and try too hard to be current. And it's not natural when the wrestlers have to then do that because they don't talk like that. None of us talk like that. None of us are going to, in real life, would we talk like that? Right. I don't know. And your game is going to end throny. It's not, (laughs) it's just not how people talk. Yeah, I agree. Um, but regardless, this was a good match. No stakes. It's kind of the general WWE buildup. Whenever there's a multi-person match, you see various combinations. This was a four-way. Um, Andrade pinning Finn Balor to get the win. So, I don't know. To me, Ricochet got beat yesterday. To me, that makes like Ricochet and Finn Balor two of the favorites going into going into the Sunday. Wins and losses have never meant any less in WWE's history, I'm going to argue, than currently. I agree. Name another time. Name another time. I, I mean, it feels like there's hardly anyone being protected right now. Everybody loses. Yeah. Roman right now so far is the only one, but he he hasn't been wrestling. Really wrestling. I mean, he lost an and he lost tonight, even though he wasn't the one pinned. But. Well, I think and I think a big I think a big reason for that is just the amount of program they they try to fill and the amount of you know. I, I don't know. I, I would I would and we see them do this every now and again. I would not be opposed. To first off, I wish both the shows were two hours, but that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. 
But I would not be opposed to them taking, you know, one or two competitive matches away. And even if they had to substitute it with, with a feature talent against a local talent, and we see them do this every now and again. It's not every week like it used to be in like 1990. And I'm not saying that they need to go, that should be the whole show, but I wouldn't be opposed to that. That way they could, that way they could preserve some of these competitive matches that we don't see the redundancy of best of threes, best of fives. And I'd rather see, okay, here's the talent you're trying to get me to build on. Who's going to have a big match in a couple weeks. Let me see their signature stuff. Let me see some more character depth with them. Let me see some some vignettes or skits about them. I'd rather that than watching a 25-minute, three-segment match in which I'm going to see again in two more weeks. I don't know. I just I just don't like the 50-50 booking. You know? But yeah. they're, they're always going to 50-50 book as long as they have this much to go out there. They're going to constantly well, trade. Well, they're, trade they're also stuck with the same wrestler facing each other as opposed okay, to... so what? Back in the day, they, how many times did we hear the stories those guys wrestled 31 days a month or some crap like that? It was always the same story. The guy, Hulk Hogan, then all of a sudden they start losing. Okay, and guess whoever the hell he was wrestling against or whoever the stars yeah, but were that, at the time. But, all that was, but it wasn't all televised, Matt. That's what I mean, though. Like, you know... Yeah, Hogan never wrestled. He never wrestled every week, but he would appear every week. But yeah, I, that's kind of to that point. Uh, the top stars probably shouldn't wrestle every week no. um, because okay, they're doing it, promos, vignettes. Um, yep, I don't know. That's what you know. Say, say you know, say all you want about them, but that's I mean, that's what's that's what that's one of the beauty things about Brock Lesnar is that you know it, it is an attract it is an attraction when you're going to see him put it when you're going to see him take the sweats off. And actually put the, the shorts on and put the boots and put the gloves on. It's an attraction because you only see it, you know, every so often. How do you know he's wearing sweats? <laughs> when he comes out for his promos, when he's wearing his Adidas sweats and attack. How do you know he ain't wearing his nut hugger country boy jeans? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> double coated. But uh, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean that that is true. I mean, any anytime Undertaker makes an appearance now, or Goldberg, or you know, when he was when he was in or Sting, you remember those appearances because it wasn't every week. Yeah, you know. No, you're right. But um, anyway, uh, back to this Andrade with the win. Uh, Ricochet shows up and ends up clutching the you know leaps onto a ladder, goes at it with Andrade, gets the briefcase, clutches it you know on the ramp while Andrade recovers. So Ricochet showing that he can climb a ladder and grab the belt. I'm I'll grab the briefcase. I I'll take it for the outshot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I think the one of the things that has me most excited about this match is Ricochet being in. Yes. I I still think he might win this somehow. I hope. I I I mean Looking who's in, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Randy Orton, Andrade, and Finn Balor. Ricochet is my favorite. This is a really good match. <laughs> I, think, I think whoever wins is going to be a heel. Who, who, who do you think? I, I mean, Drew would be my number one. Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah, that's a good call, too. No, that's a good call. Because uh, Drew with the briefcase could be really good. Think about it. Yeah. Drew would be – Drew is definitely up there. The only thing with Drew is he – he doesn't need it. He can be in the main event anyway. You're right. Um, but then again, Braun didn't need it last year, and they had him win. Yeah. Well, my, my, my top two picks, and again, both heels would be Drew, or actually behind him would be Andrade. Yeah. Hell no. They'll, they'll use it to milk. Look, again, they'll use it to milk it. They'll, they'll use it to the, the boost. They want the they want They want the they want. for Fox. Is huh? that what you're say? Yeah. Hmm. I mean – I'm just thinking and again. Remember, if he wins the briefcase, it doesn't have to. You know, they, they, the rule is they got 12 months, so it doesn't. Have, you don't have to picture him as a champion tomorrow. And let's not forget Damian Sandow won the Money in the Bank one year. <laughs> when they were building him, though, 
I'm sorry, Damien was a very acceptable, you know, right underneath the main event, you know what I mean, the intercontinental level, and then when's he finally going to get his push up top? Do you know what I mean? If you guys really remember, when he was doing silly stuff, when he was wearing his robe and being his genius stuff, that was a good, I liked that shtick a lot, and he was really good in the ring. That was the closest. I, yeah, I agree. That was yeah. the closest he was to near that level. I, I didn't see him in the world title picture, but I could have seen him getting there if they had kept yes. pushing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, went back to Kofi and Xavier backstage. Xavier said he had Kofi's back and we'll make sure everything goes smooth during the Kevin Owens show tonight. Uh, Kofi wants Owens Woods to stay back and said that Woods wasn't at 100%. I was surprised they didn't do a match with Owens destroying Woods. But, he showed him, yeah. Yeah. Um, back from break, out came Charlotte Flair. Uh, she said Sunday will be the culmination of her rivalry with Becky. It'll uh, end with her becoming SmackDown Women's Champion again. She wooed and led us to a video package. They do this a lot now. Um, I thought Lacey was going to come out here. Well, yeah, she was. She was backstage, but um, because I thought they saw the two of them in the ring together. I, I thought it'd be too much for Vince to pass up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What is what his type is usually. Yeah. So Evans was backstage, cut a promo about, you know, facing Becky. And that was kind of it. This video though, for, you know, I, I, I thought this video was pretty good. I mean, obviously they tapped into all the real, all the real life pictures with Charlotte and, and, yeah. and Becky. I mean, I thought it, cause honestly, it, prior to this, I was far more interested in the, and the Lacey Becky, like just yeah. this, this got me a little more hype for Charlotte and Becky. And there's, because that's the, the new, the newness of it all. Right. With, with, yeah. with, with the raw situation, right. She's brand new to fresh opponent. And she brings, she brings intensity. She brings intensity. Be ready. But, um, Charlotte versus Becky. It's a great match though. I could watch it. I, I know it's played out, but I swear to you, I could watch that 300 times in a row and still pay to see it. I really would. But, most fans aren't, you know, like that, and I understand that. But um, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think she? Do you think she drops it to Charlotte? No, actually, think I think she if keeps she, both. I, I think she drops one of them. Actually, I wouldn't be shocked if she drops the one to Lacey. Wow. Yeah. But the other thing to keep in mind, and this is this is what makes it fun, is I could, or let me put it this way: I could, I see her, I see Becky two belts walking out with one belt. <laughs> even 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 if she was to beat both Charlotte and Lacey, who's to say after she finishes that second match, if they did that last night, yeah, here comes I, the money I, in the bank. You I know, forgot all so, about it. Same the damn pay per view, and yeah. I forgot all about it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they so that that would be a way of obviously protecting her, but still being able to get one title off of her. I mean, good point. Yeah, that was kind of my pick. I I, I figure it's either the winner of the Money in the Bank walks away with the SmackDown title, yes. or Charlotte. But I think uh, Becky holds on to Raw, stays on Raw. She's now on one brand. And, and SmackDown has their own champ. Because you got to figure when building the match card, since Becky has two matches, they're obviously going to try to space them. You'd think probably as pretty far apart, and they'll probably put a women's money in the bank in between it. Or I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking spacing wise, you can make it happen. Yeah. I can still see Mandy Rose. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah. No, I don't think I, that, that's, that's not a bad pick. I mean, regardless of what you might, what, regardless of what some people might think of her, that's not a, just based upon positioning, I could certainly see Mandy Rose coming out of this with a briefcase. An- another have, blonde. You know, but you do now have a fourth girl, you know, in that main event picture now versus just a three, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you kind of make someone else. You made, yeah. 
you've taken the Oscar kind of out of there, so you oh. can help put someone in. We'll get, we'll get to yeah. that. Sorry, we'll get to that in a second. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So next up, we had the four-on-three handicap match: Shane McMahon, Elias, Daniel Bryan, and Rowan versus Roman Reigns and the Usos. Man, uh, you know, Matt, we've been talking about them doing Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, a feud between them, and here they kind of were just thrown together in this kind of nothing tag team match. Um, yeah. I dug in tagging with the tagging with the Usos, by the way, the family. You know, I thought that was cool. I uh, I'd like to see him as a stable. You know, oh, like, that would, it would be cool. They'd be they're very comfortable with each other. I think they could bring something different out of Roman. Maybe I agree. I think Roman's way more comfortable with them. Like they did, they did that thing with the club a few years ago, and I thought it was really great stuff. Yeah, I feel like w, I feel like probably because they're always putting sole emphasis on Roman. I feel like you know this isn't the first time we've seen him around the Usos, as we just noted. I feel like that'll be kind of downplays it though. They don't make as much about like you know. I think I don't know. I feel, I, I, I would, I'm surprised they don't. Make a bigger deal of oh, it's Roman teaming teaming with his boys with the Usos. I don't know. You mean calling it out for it being his family? Yeah, I, I feel like I don't know. I just feel like I feel like they're always putting the sole emphasis on Roman. I, I just like we said, I'm I'm kind of surprised that they haven't gone the route yet of, of of putting them together more, not just on TV, but even like house shows and things like that. I don't know. It, it is, and it, it'll be an easier schedule for Roman, and and most importantly, I think he'll be having more legitimate fun. And when you have fun, fun wrestling, that's when all your shit comes out, guys. That's when all like these isms and kinks that you normally didn't even know you had start to come out and you try new things. And before you know it, you found a new gimmick or a new saying or a new catchphrase or whatever, new move that catches fire, you know? Yeah. And Justin, to your point about them not making a big deal of it, they really don't make a big thing a big deal out of anything, anything. right now. <laughs> I mean, you have wow. AJ Styles wrestling, you know, for the WWE wow. championship just a week ago, or was that last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. And he has the opportunity to, you know, and he's going to wrestle for the Universal Championship this Sunday. In a, in a, in a two-week span, he has the chance to win two of the major titles. And I don't know yeah. if that was even brought up. Well, I guess I'm I guess I'm comparing and contrasting to what I felt like was like four or five Shield reunions before Ambrose left. <laughs> so, they made a pretty big deal of that, but that they, you're absolutely right. They freaking yeah yeah yeah. You're they, right. they 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 suck they sucked every dime out of that marketing campaign. They so. did. Um, they didn't need any blue chews for 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 that. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with this, uh, Elias sent Reigns into the steel steps. Shane tagged in. And goes to the top, hits a big coast to coast on Jay and got the win. So uh, after the match, the heels are standing tall. The Miz's music hits. He comes down with the steel chair. Shane retreats as Miz looks on. And then Reigns gets up, hits a spear on Rowan. And Shane looks on from the stage. Miz uh, stares back at him and uh, the heels are declared the winners. Uh, Real quick, guys, Shane versus Miz, steel cage this Sunday. Who do you guys got? Miz. Yeah, Miz. I mean, Shane got the run of Mania, right? So yeah. you think Miz? Yeah, I think it has to be the Miz. And by uh, the way, by the way, with Shane, I mean, obviously the dude is a great athlete. I mean, props to the guys, right? Is that what you're gonna say? Well, that's a whole other thing. That, that is a valid right. argument there. But I mean, he's in good shape. But he needs to stop doing this coast to coast thing because the last couple of times he's does it, he keeps coming up shorter and shorter. He's hit. He's he's trying to hit up here on the chest. He's hitting them lower and and he's whack. He's He's stretching out to extend his legs to try to reach it, try to make contact with him, and he's banging the back of his head off the mat. It looks bomb, dude. It right on that part of the ring. Oh my god! Every time, the last three times I've seen him do it, he has cracked his head back, and he and yeah, he is right. in legit pain. Manny, I saw that too. You're right. Um, 
Really quick, I, I, my opinion really quick before we move on is that yeah. I thought May should have closed this out, honestly. I hate when they do the stupid convo, uh, connect the, the two to sometimes even three storylines in these six-man tags, but tonight it was two storylines because they both don't get over. They both almost cancel each other out. Um, that out shot, I continue to tell you, is so important on what the last thing is we see, and it should have been an, an, an irate Miz somehow getting his hands on somebody on that team with those with his chair and looking like a lunatic um like you said to drive that uh, point further that he's you know he's the tough guy he can be a badass when he has to be you know what i mean and it's, he didn't have to hit that spear is what i'm saying who cares about roman hitting a spear on old boy it did nothing for him yeah, and you mentioned combining three storylines. There, there kind of actually were. I mean, you had Roman and and Elias who were facing off this Sunday. Real quick, who do you guys got with that? I I, I shouldn't say it again. Roman, Roman Reigns and Elias. Son, I hope it's Elias though. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's Roman. Roman, Roman. <laughs> and then, and then this was another thing we talked about last week, Matt, with Daniel Bryan uh, coming back, being in a tag team with Roman, winning the tag titles, it's great and everything, uh, but. Daniel Bryan's gone from headlining WrestleMania or, you know, being one of the feature matches yeah. at WrestleMania. Now he's on the kickoff show. It's Daniel Bryan and Rowan on the kickoff show against the Usos. Um, They're on the kickoff show? It's on the kickoff show. You have to be shitting me. Well, Come on. Why couldn't he so over? He should have, he up, you know, he brought the titles up. If anything, like it doesn't have to be regulated, relegated to this pre-show because it's the tag titles every single time, no matter who the holders are. Matt, it's not the pre-show. It's the kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, these kickoff shows aren't seven hours like WrestleMania, so they don't have all that time. And they got 11 matches on this one, including that kickoff. It's Daniel Bryan. You'll find the space. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think Daniel Bryan People and Rowan. I think Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan, uh, Justin, your your pick. Yeah, Bryan and Rowan, for sure. All right, and so uh, before we go on, uh, we, we have our sponsor tonight, Wix. Uh, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about Wix? Sure, that's right. Tonight's uh, SmackDown Live recap uh, brought to you by Wix, which allows you to create a professional website by yourself. Wix allows you to build uh, professional websites any way you want, set up databases, uh, content-rich sites without having to do all kinds of coding and, and HTML and have all those skills uh, necessary. Uh, you can get started now by going to uh, wix.com slash podcast uh, to get 10% off. And, uh, you know, I mean, over 140 million people use Wix uh, for the website. Uh, Raj, I believe, you know, you, you know some people that are involved with it. Um, you can really start and, and get going for free. Uh, there's like over, like, there's like over 500, I think, templates for how you can you know, make it look and the color scheme and what have you. Um, all sites have all, all sites have SEO, which for people not familiar with that, it's how you uh, how you rank in terms of search engines. They have SEO tools to help you get your website uh, discovered uh, the way you want. So, I mean, it really uh, Wix.com/podcast get ten percent off uh, multiple different payment options uh, in terms of uh, in terms of being able to uh work with work with wix um raj, raj didn't you tell me you, you've had some experience with them correct yes my wife um she she her yoga business is she had been asking me to create her site i've been so busy that i'm like man you know the amount of time it goes into creating a site and you know making sure it's working on mobile and tablet and desktop and so i you know i kept putting it off just because i didn't have the time so finally you know i heard about wix told her about it and within a few hours she had a website up and running no she 
hates techie stuff. She doesn't <laughs> have any computer skills, doesn't want to do anything with CSS. She's like, you know, one of those where she's like, my computer's not working. And it's like, just just turn it, you got to turn the monitor on. But she, and she's intelligent. I mean, she runs her own yoga business. So <laughs> don't get me wrong. She's just not a techie. And yeah, she got, she got it going within a few hours uh, on Wix and, you know, uses it to this day, does her updates and with no programming experience at all. And, and there's no programming required and it looks awesome. Yeah, so, pretty uh, pretty basic stuff in terms of just uploading images and videos and, and just all the basic elements you want. They kind of like tie it into the template that you pick and uh, all your sites with Wix are optimized automatically so it'll look the way it should on the desktop, it'll look the way it should on a mobile device. Uh, so again, check it out. It's wix.com slash podcast. Now we go back to the show and we saw the Firefly Funhouse segment again. Uh, Matt and I discussed this a little bit last night on the podcast, or we discussed it a lot. Um, Justin, your thoughts on this? I mean, I was engaged. Uh, you know, just a cheap plug. About three, four weeks ago, I had the guy who directed the Firefly Funhouse on my podcast. Uh, they filmed it here in Pittsburgh. Um, it's the same, and it's the same guy and group that uh, made the mask that you saw. They also made the mask for Corey Taylor of Slipknot. So, for all you music people who are saying, "Oh, Bray Wyatt looks like he's in Slipknot," well, he should. It's the same people that made it. Um, but I, I, you know, and I knew this was supposed to get darker. I didn't know any more than that. Um, I, I was really captivated by this. I went back and watched it a couple times, yeah. put headphones on because I didn't catch the first time the 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 creepy twinkle twinkle little star being sang. I didn't catch the last thing Bray says is "owie yowie" with the mask on. It was just dark. I mean, I and talk about again protecting and back to what we we're saying earlier about Brock and and people who don't wrestle a lot. I don't think we need to see Bray Wyatt wrestling every week or on nope. house shows. This can be, th this can be a menacing kind of character that 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 can have a story that can that can be on programming each week. But he does not need to wrestle. Make it a big deal because my only worry is that if this is kind of like a Finn Balor situation where he can be, dare I say, normal Bray Wyatt, and then he puts on his darkness. That could be a problematic over time because it's then going to make normal Bray Wyatt not matter, which I think normal Finn Balor does not matter as much after you see the demon. So I think if we can protect this Bray Wyatt and keep him dark, I I, Dude, I don't know potentially. I, I honestly, I think the whole point of bringing him out and making him that baby, that squeaky Pee Wee Herman baby face is just to get to mask heel, you know, yeah, uh, Bray. And I think it's going to come a lot sooner than we think it is. You know what I mean? I think I, I, I think it's going to be Monday. We're not going to see that squeaky clean Bray in well, another three weeks, in my opinion. One of the most, uh, one of the best quotes that the director Jason Baker gave me in the interview I did with him that, on the podcast, and we ran a little clip here on the Winkley, was he talked about how he's like, you know, he started to say, you know, Ted Bundy, and and um, and he started name, he started, you know, John Wayne Gacy. He's like. He's like they look like regular everyday people. He's like he's like he's like the scariest monsters of those who walk above us or walk among us. So th that was a great intro to have this this Pee Wee Herman kind of you know smiley corny Bray Wyatt. I mean just a really I mean that 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 scares you even more that you know that he's creepy creepily luring you in luring you in. Yeah. Um, Matt, awesome. what do you think seeing it again? Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. So do you think he wrestles as both or just one no, or just no, the monster? He'll, he'll, be the the... monster. he'll be the monster or heel, um, whatever that is. Whether it's the monster with this mask or maybe they have a different one next week for all I know or whatnot. He will be a heel, though. It's just a matter of a few weeks because they're going to, unfortunately, morph him out of that way. They've already, they already are too fat. 
too fast, in my opinion. But I'm being super critical here because I love every segment of it. There's not one I'm not absolutely captivated by. I love them. Yeah, I kind of think, I mean, I'm with you, Justin. I think this character has, and, you know, I thought it with the first Bray Wyatt the first time, and then it just got to be overkill with him doing the same promos every week, you know, week after week after week. Um, I'm talking about, you know, when he first debuted on the main yeah. roster. I think this is intriguing. It's interesting. Uh, man, I would save his debut for the next pay-per-view. I wouldn't do yes. it on TV, you know, yes. build that anticipation. And then he's got two gimmicks that you could do, the squeaky clean guy on TV and you save the monster for pay-per-view or something like that. But I know that they won't do that, but I think they, they're not. Cause they're not going to have the puppets out in the ring. There's a lot of things that are going to go into that. There's a difference yeah. between vignettes and, the, and, the, and the, the safety of having all of that backstage props and all the lighting being perfect versus once it happens in the ring, it changes everything. It doesn't look anywhere near the same. You don't think he comes out with his own rosebuds with one dressed as a, a buzzard? And <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Super hokey as hell. He comes yeah. out with that damn puppy. He's going to be dead in the water. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this, though, with the vignettes. One of the things I like about the vignettes is I like the fact that he has this Mercy the Buzzard and this rabbit and this and this this Abigail Witch. And because the reason I like it is the one thing I always thought that made Bray Wyatt work and that he went away from was the Wyatt family or, or, or is him being a cult leader? Is he, is him, he needs, I think other weird characters around him to show that he has a mental control over them when they abandoned the Wyatt family. And, and it was just Bray by himself. He didn't seem as he didn't, his character didn't seem as, as, as didn't resonate as much, but I think, you know, yeah, he should not be coming out with puppets to the ring, but even in these vignettes that he has these weird surrounding of, 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 of people or whatever they are. I honestly yeah. just think they're fill-ins for Pee-wee's Playhouse. It's Cherry. It's the damn talking window. It's. I honestly think that's all it is. Probably it might be right, I, but but it, it still it, it still makes the same point of I like awesome. him, like this it's, this, this yeah. cult leader. Yeah, yeah. he's got a it, mental it, hold. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where they go because I doubt he's going to wrestle in the mass. So is he just the same uh, underneath? We'll see. Um, up next we had Oscar and Kyrie Sane with Paige. Um, Paige cut a little promo and introduced them as the Kabuki Warriors and not much of a response from the crowd. Man, I just think of them beating <laughs> Sasha and Bailey and the stuff that Sasha and Bailey could be doing with the Kabuki Warriors with Kyrie and Asuka. Oh Can you imagine? <laughs> they could be tearing it up and, and like doing something with this women's tag division. It's a complete afterthought right now. Um, but anyway, they wrestled M M Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Oscar uh, hit Rose. Once we, uh, yeah, Oscar hit Mandy Rose for the finish and got the win for, for her team. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on this? Love the two girls tagging together. I think Oscar should be a main event talent for the female division, obviously. But if she's not, I like this. Um, I really like. Um, what's her partner's name again? Kyrie Sane. She's a, a great. She's a, she has that ability. I, I know. I, I'm really putting the cart before the horse here because she's still brand new, but I'm telling you, she has the natural it in selling and getting people to care about her. Yeah, she has that total natural baby face, awesome. you know, persona and look. And, yeah. you know, a lot of great heels have had that in the Daniel Bryan, you know, and some others, but I, I just cannot picture her as anything but a baby face. I agree. Yeah, you know, if these girls aren't going to be pushed as individuals to the top of the singles card, yeah, I mean, they're, they're two Japanese girls who both dress colorfully. So, I mean, they, they, they look like they belong as a team. They don't look like they're two random people that got paired together. But, the, yeah, I mean, the name. The, I mean, and I, I think through... Typical. 
that, yeah. that, that name. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just uh, like at least on. it wasn't the Kabuki Samurais, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Viking, one better. The Viking, whatever. <laughs> right, the, the Samurai <laughs> Express. The, 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 the Kabuki. The Kabuki Experience. There we go. <laughs> So it could be worse. Yeah. Um, not too much worse. Though. <laughs> no, no, no. It, I mean, I, I'm going to keep calling him Oscar and Kyrie Singh. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, ni- ni- 1991, when it was very hokey, we you know we got away with the Orient Express, but in right. 2019, right? Just... <laughs> um. So backstage, we had Kyler Braxton with a doing an interview with Lars Sullivan. Uh, they showed a, a video package showing how dominant Lars has been. Uh, and uh, Kyla asked him to comment on the destruction he's led. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, Lars just stared, stared her down, and, and that was it. So Dude, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be talking. Nope. Or, or typing, from what I hear. No, not either. <laughs> Uh, we'll get, we'll get to that here in a bit. Lars fined a hundred thousand dollars. The fine was legit. Um, so yeah, WWE finding him a hundred thousand dollars for comments he made. Most of them were ten years ago. Some of them not the weren't as bad that were recent, but still, um, the the ones ten years ago were really really bad. So I would uh, argue it's half of his pay. There's no way he's making over two hundred G. That was my first tweet reaction: is that he hasn't been on the main roster that long to make main roster right. money. Find a hundred thousand, if unless unless if they actually are going to make him pay it, I don't know how, how hard they have to stick to it. But unless, unless they do it installments, yeah, if they asked him for a hundred thousand dollar check right there, that that's 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 debilitating. No way. Yeah, um, this is the first time I could. Well, we'll we'll talk about it after this. But uh, last up, we had the Kevin Owens show. Kofi Kingston. Kofi came out. Uh, fans were chanting Kofi show. Uh, so Kofi had take, taken over. Um, Owens appeared on the big screen, uh, introduced a video package. The one thing with these guys, Charlotte did it earlier, introducing video packages is so unnatural. Could you imagine after a UFC fight if, you know, Daniel Cormier is like cutting a promo and he's like, and by the way, and then they cut to a video promo. It, it just it, it just they, feels so. They, t- they toss to the promos as if like, like when I say, I put something together to show, like as if they sat in the editing room and put these books together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least, at least, at least Jericho was blunt and just said, uh, "You know, monkeys in the truck roll the footage." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they did. It was a good video package, regardless. Uh, and but you know, they showed highlights of Owens' WWE run. Uh, Kofi, when it was done, asked what that proved. He said it didn't prove anything. He's tired of hearing Owens talk. Uh, he starts tossing stuff out of the ring. Anyways, they came. They had a brawl. Uh, out of nowhere, Sami Zayn, who was number six or number four, depending on how you're counting, from from Raw this week, attacked Kofi. Uh, Kofi was getting double teamed. Xavier made the save. Or no, Xavier didn't make the save, right? Uh, Kofi just ended up recovering when uh, Owens went for the the uh, his move in the corner of the cannonball. Mm-hmm. And moved out of the way, and at the end, the uh, New Day music hits. Kofi was standing tall, which is usually not a good sign for them to retain their title, but we'll see. But that was uh, that was SmackDown. Yeah. Eh. This doesn't feel like a WWE Championship feud, man. In the word, in the in the words of Raven, eh. Yeah. Yeah. And I want. I just feel like they should be. 
I should be doing more with Kofi. He's one of the few guys to really get over in the last couple months that fans are behind. Tweak his character, get him out of that New Day tag yeah. team mid-card funk, you know, that he's so associated with. Move him up. The number one critique I'm seeing from everybody since Kofi's become champion is that he that he needs to that he's like let's cool it on the pancakes. Let's 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 you know, you I mean you're now you're no longer the hunter, you're now the hunted, as the old expression is. You're 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 the title holder and I don't know. I mean, I I think I think to some degree, you know, you, you stick with what got you to the dance. I mean, you know, obviously his New Day character has been his most successful run, but at the same time, that also worked when you were in the fun loving trio. Again, now you are the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I he do want. To to, I want to. Yeah, I want to see a different gear. I want to see a different kick into a different gear. He doesn't have it. He had an opportunity going to WrestleMania with a awesome promo that he did not cut. He had an opportunity for an A plus going in the mania promo where he was supposed to talk from his heart and really hit home, and he didn't hit it in my opinion. He was about it. He didn't. And if there's not that that that's not the opportunity that you know you're going in the mania, you're going to be winning the world title, the thing we have all thought about since we were six years old, and you don't have that promo cemented into your head by now in thirty different languages, I, I would argue, then something's wrong. Um. He was using the fake phony voice I hate. He was like, Err. it it it, it just so rehearsed. And it was a shame because I really wanted to see him ballpark this like a la Daniel Bryan. Like he proved the company wrong. I'm gonna be champion and I'm gonna be, you know, it's 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 going well though, because the fans are into him still. So that's good. He just needs to drop my opinion, the silly stuff like you said, but also drop Woods and um Big E. I'm serious. Like they don't keep them as friends, fans. but yeah, he's not with them all the time. Yeah. It's like when Bret Hart broke off from the Hart Foundation. You, you know him, him and Nightheart. They weren't feuding, but what, what did it do? Argue, people could argue about Bret Hart's promos all they want at certain times in, in his career, but can you imagine if they kept having Nightheart cut the promos for him? He never would have eventually got a little bit better to to cut the promos he ended up cutting, especially when he turned heel and did the anti-America stuff, which was awesome promo work. I thought. Right. Um, do you know what I mean? Like. You, we said it earlier with a different talent. To give these people opportunity, you've got to throw them in the deep end. He's not in the deep end because they keep giving him life preservers with Woods, Big E, 55 other people, people backstage clapping for him in the middle of his match, people he's wrestled against. You know what I mean? They, there's like a thousand things. They don't – I don't know. It comes across to this view that they don't fully believe in him, that he can do it on his own. Yeah, and I'd argue they feel that way with a lot of people. But he's your um, champion. He's your yeah. I, I mean, Seth hasn't been given the most interesting uh, stuff in the world either. Uh, but but with Kofi, yeah, I mean, he's been doing the pancake stuff forever. He's been doing wearing the new day gear. If, if Shawn Michaels kept wearing the Rockers gear when he you know when he split off as a singles, it would have been ridiculous. So gotta change it. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was your go home SmackDown show, Money in the Bank this Sunday. Um, yeah, he, well, the show's average at best. We're over it. Well, yeah. the pay per view, looking forward to. Yeah, pay per view should be really good. Uh, so let's get to the news real quick. Raw ratings, Raw up a little bit. There was no basketball competition. So even though it was taped in the UK, um, and actually, over the years, Raw being taped in the UK has had hardly any effect on the ratings. Last year, it was up 2%. This year, it was up 4% from last week without the basketball competition. So, uh, you know, up is good. But, um, you know, without the basketball, uh, we'll see next next week what they get. But, um, you know, up is always good, although they did have a really big 19% drop from hour one to hour three. Um 
anything to add to that, Justin? No, like I said, I mean, up up is better than down. Um, you know, I, I thought the second half of Raw wasn't terrible. There, there was there were some interesting things. Uh, again, it's, it's just so long; it's impossible to say that you know two hours straight through ten segments, eleven segments, consistently all good. And that's just it's just it, they're just too hard for them to string that many together with how much they have to with with all the all the chaos. But um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, when they go to London, actually in the last couple of years, I mean, they even had I think didn't AJ Styles win the title a few years ago in London? I mean, they they seem yeah. to actually have some things happen. And it's almost like the spoilers kind of play in their favor. People read and hear about things, and then they go, "Oh, well, now I'm going to tune in to actually see it." So, um, you know, you can't have a you can't have a show taped every week, but I think you know once every so many months when they do these tape shows in London, that actually sometimes can help them a little bit with drumming up some buzz. Yep. Uh, tonight will will be interesting to see. They were up against a Warriors game, so we'll see. Um, uh, did you guys see that? Uh, oh, yeah, real quick, DJ Z, uh, formerly of Impact Wrestling. Zima Ion, he has signed with WWE, is at the Performance Center. Yeah. So congratulations to DJZ. Good guy, works hard. That's great. Great, great guy, well-deserved. Absolutely. Did, I, did I, either of you guys see that Tom McGee-Bret Hart match that they yes. released on the WWE Network? Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> the guy was shredded and doing all his cool moves and stuff. Oh, my God. Talk about being ahead of your time. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I wish they would have done is they did a great job doing all the build. They did a great job giving you background of like what tape trading is and, and yeah. giving these different. The only thing I wish is you had all these people. You have X-Pac, you have Ono, you have all these people talking about like wanting to see it. I wish that after the match we would have, even if it was a quick montage, gotten the reaction from all these wrestlers having yeah, to see it for the first time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. Brett and Tom McGee because they go, hey, you, you guys want to watch it? They're like, oh, sure. I mean, they, they weren't together just for anyone that I hadn't seen yet. Did I never hear about this? How over all these years, like I never stopped being a diehard. I never missed Monday Night Raw, even when it wasn't cool. When I was in high school in like the late nineties, there I never missed Raw. Like I'm being serious. How in the hell, even as a little boy, I'm saying back to '84 on, I would argue every weekend. How the hell did I not know about this? About never heard about this. This dark match. Yes. Uh, So Tom McGee never wrestled on TV during his whole time with WWF. Why? Um, so because you know he sucked yeah the story was he had the look but they okay. wanted him to get better in the ring and that bret hart match made oh. him look like a superstar and then later he was exposed and he just never got good and so finally <laughs> he was there for four years they fight under contract for four years finally got cut I'm in 1990 they had people that would do that on purpose they knew you were green they would take advantage of you and, and, and embarrass you especially if you're not on tv but they put warrior on there they put physique i'm sorry could absolutely hang with warriors he's taller too yeah but he didn't but he didn't have he didn't have the intensity and character the warrior did don't know because again the only way you guys are going to get these pair any wrestler anywhere is to give them the opportunity throw them in the damn deep end yeah it seems weird at a time when you're putting the red rooster and the brooklyn brawler on tv that you're not at least trying you know and and right was that his name? Who's that? Mega Man. That was his name. Weren't they calling him Mega? Max Moon? No, no they it, were, was like, it was like his nickname. Oh, yeah. oh Tom Mega, McGee's. Yeah, Mega Man, Tom McGee. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for watching the program, Raj. Um, <laughs> yes, they were calling him Mega Man. Like, there's something there with a guy that physique, with that look and that athleticism. I don't care if, if he was a terrible wrestler. Back then, there was a many, many, many terrible Most wrestlers. wrestlers. Hercules and Billy Dude, the worst you guys before before we go, I gotta tell you this. Um, I just got I just gotten called up, right? And at the time WWE and like Tom Pritch were like, Hey, we're gonna give tapes to you guys that you you know 
if you were somebody in particular you want to study, we're going to give you tape on. I was like, this is the freaking gold mine. This is great. You don't have WWE library. They like at our disposal. And like, none of the talents were taking advantage of. I was like, F that I am. I want to get all my big men that I was a fan of as a little kid. I'm going to take little pieces of their game. Put in on, my favorite was Andre Giant and Big John Studd as far as a big man feud goes. I watched that and I was heartbroken. How terrible. Terrible from the forearms to each other's chest. Oh, it was, it was, God, it was so bad. <laughs> so rotten. It would never hold up today. And I remember being like, wow. So, so like in that era, the wrestling wasn't that great to begin with, especially WWF. NWA, different story. The only thing I could have gotten away with it. The only thing I can think is that because Vince truly was saying, okay, that this could be his next guy, is that he was more hesitant than ever. He, he was more conscious than ever about first impressions on TV. And they, I know from reading about recently about this, they put him on the road. He did a whole lot of live event touring. He was on the sea towns and he was working like Frenchie Martin and sea level guys. So all I can guess is that everybody that was reporting back to the agents, the agents reported events, they all must have just kept coming back saying this guy is just not, and Vince was just scared to ruin his first impression on TV. But if you're going to get rid of him anyway, why not put him in a tag team or something where someone mm-hmm. else could do the brunt of the work? You do a few spots here and there. That guy's. I, I was not expecting this. I thought this was all a rib because I never heard of Timothy. So the whole buildup. <laughs> it's like, Tom. You still have it. <laughs> but you know what I mean, you guys. Like I thought there was the whole thing when there's X Pac and all of them because he was kind of snickering. I'm like, this is all a big rib. There's not going to be a real wrestler that's wrestling Bret Hart at the end of this. This is going to be something else. We're just making fun of somebody and it's some local jobber that didn't deserve being made fun of. I was like, this is pretty mean, you know what I mean, at the beginning. And then they throw, I'm like, this dude, this dude's main event. Look at him. <laughs> you know, look. <laughs> you know, another one of my favorite things of this match was hearing Gorilla and Bobby, like a match I've never yes. heard them call before, and hearing, you know, so a, a fresh Gorilla and Bobby commentary for so the first time forever. Good, right? They were amazing. I mean, just yeah. the chemistry they have, how funny naturally they, they, they are together. That's, that's, that stuff's missing. That that entertainment and commentary is really missing yeah. today. <laughs> they were good. Good call. Yeah. And so, yeah. Last but not least, Lars Sullivan fight hundred thousand um, dollars. Yeah. To to your point, I, that's a lot of money. Uh, it it is good for him. In the past, uh, you know, you had Zara Schreiber uh, who got fined. I mean, who got uh, fi- fired when similar. You know, she had some controversial tweet she had posted years earlier came out. What was her name? Uh, Zara Schreiber. She was dating Seth Rollins at the time. She was in NXT. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so she got fired. Uh, Aaliyah in NXT. Didn't didn't Jessica Havoc also have some stuff that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then, oh gosh, I don't want to say the wrong name. Someone uh, NXT UK talent just the other week said said something homophobic as a joke during a live stream, and. um, she issued an apology, and that seems to have been swept under the rug. I haven't heard anything about that since. But um, anyway, uh, Lars, uh, yeah, so he's got the fine. He's still on the roster, so it seems like that's probably the end of it. Here's a serious question. So with all the people you just mentioned, they all like had like a tweet under their verified name, verified persona accounts. Lars Sullivan under his real name, which most people don't even know, 10 years ago on a random bodybuilding forum under like yeah. a screen, under a screen name. Who the hell dug this up and found this? Who who had the time in their life to find all this? 
or WWE. He was not working for them at the time. He does not represent their views. Do you know what I'm saying? Where was that comment at least? Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, I'm sorry, guys. None of none of you guys are perfect either. And I guarantee you, at age eight or age seventeen, you said a curse word or you did something. You know what I mean? And just to be put, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't it's a, it's a, it's a, it, This sets this sets a This sets a, This doesn't excuse what he said, but it sets a danger. It sets a dangerous precedent because it's yep. 2019. So you know the majority of the WWE roster who's 35 or younger has had the internet and social media in their lives for the for their adult life and maybe even when they're a minor. And as the years go on, this is only going to get worse. The social media is not going away. So this sets a dangerous precedent. I mean, I mean, at what point do we at what point do we go back and see what somebody said on their MySpace page on 2006 and and find them for it? But more importantly, really quick, I'll shut up. Re- really quickly, you guys. My point is, he was not owned by WWE. Yeah, but you know, obviously, if there's like some really hurtful stuff, regardless, any hate speech, any of that stuff, you gotta own that, dude. You have to own it. He, as a man, should have stepped up and owned it. If he, maybe he did, I don't know, um, publicly and get out on his own. You know what I mean? And do yeah. it that way. WWE, you did not own him. You were not. He was not part of your company then. Yeah, it, it probably would have been better if Lars, out of his own thing, said he was donating the 100000 even if it behind the scenes it was WWE pressuring them, him to do it. But Lars saying he's giving $100,000 to these charities and he's going to meet with, yeah. you know, community organizers. And and he did apologize. I You know, he was 20. I know some people are saying 20 is still an adult. We, we call him an adult. They say the human mind's not, you know, developed fully until 25. Uh, people do stupid shit when they're younger. And especially when you're online and you think you're anonymous and you, you, you can you feel like you could be a troll and if you're drunk and, and when you're 20 years old and you're spouting off with other people on a forum it's easy to be led to do something stupid but racist to you know misogynistic you know yeah. comments are not acceptable but at the same time it's it shouldn't be a life sentence uh either if you truly are sorry you didn't mean that see, that's not in your heart yeah see what they do with it whether the girl or guy does it let's see what they do with it themselves because that's what's most important i don't like the fake apologies i like the ones that nobody has to tell them to do it they know oh crap you know i I didn't this that was not what i meant or whatever have you and then they say it immediately they don't wait they jump on it right away because they know how terrible that was you know what i mean and yeah and the other thing is, it was ten. You know, it's crazy. It's, it was like ten years ago. He probably forgot that he even wrote half the stuff. I mean, oh, like, I'm sure. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. Like you said, you're, you're, you're. you're and, 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 I mean, I don't, I, know. I don't remember articles I wrote ten years ago, right? Yeah. And I, a lot of them, I spent a lot of time. So what's what's crazy about this is that this this story kind of surfaced at late. Roger, if you remember this, this story kind of got out on the internet late late in 2018 when 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 all the hype started coming that Lars was going to come to the main roster. Yeah. And then it died down. And the only reason that it resurfaced. Was because somebody asked Big E on Twitter about it, right. and, Big, and Big E acknowledged it and said that people in the company know about it, and that if you know if Lars actually said this, he's got to he's got to you know lay in the bed that he's made. So this would have gone away, and they almost got away with it. But yeah, Big E brought it back up, and then I guess you know sponsors started saying things. So I mean, I guess the best thing PR wise WWE could do is by if, since they've said they find them a hundred thousand dollars, is WWE should now go out and donate a hundred thousand dollars to some civil. And whoever he offended, yeah. charity towards that whatever group that is. Right. Like, no, right. And, and and around this the time the story came out, and like I said, at that time we didn't report it because it could never be proven that it was him. And it, until Biggie replied, it, it you know it, it was something that, um, 
you know, we weren't, and it, it, there was no proof. And so, uh, but around that time when it first started coming out was when Lars had that, you know, the supposed anxiety attack. So he could feel really terrible about it and it came out and he just felt terrible. Who knows? But um, anyway, uh, I feel like it's a stiff fine, but I think it's, it's good that he got some punishment and, and he's paying for it. And he, I think it's good that he's not getting fired because if he truly is sorry, I'd hate to see someone lose their job over something that happened that long ago. Yeah. Uh, Last thing, let's wrap it up. Tomorrow, AEW, big announcement expected tomorrow morning. Uh, Turner Upfronts are tomorrow in New York City. It's expected that they will be announcing their TV deal. So the Winkly tomorrow, uh, Justin and Nick will be on the Winkly, and they'll be talking all about it. What time? Oh, man. <laughs> I believe around, I think around like 10 a.m. The presentation is 10 a.m., but I think they're going to send a release or something before that. So I think it should be out probably like nine, eight, nine a.m. Eastern right, time. So early be, morning. Will I be able to see it live or no? No, the upfronts are usually not televised. I mean, they'll post clips of it, but um, I'm sure AEW, you know, with the Young Bucks or something, they might uh, they might film that. something for Road to Nothing. I mean, road, road to double or <laughs> the road to nothing. <laughs> road to double. Nothing. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it'll be a big week. So stay tuned, uh, Justin. What, I told you, I'm not a host. I'm not a podcast. That's, that's as bad as Roman burying Elias. What a fun spell. Road to nothing. <laughs> all right, Justin. Uh, what do you got to plug? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Justin the Bar, and uh, just if you, if you know Money in the Bank, we're making all of our predictions. I gotta give a shout out to my friends at, at WrestleRumble.com. Go to WrestleRumble.com. You can predict and answer questions: who's going to win? Who's going to be the first one to touch the briefcase? All those questions are worth a certain amount of points. Top point getters get prize money. I think the first place prize is five hundred bucks and a, and a WWE UK Championship title. I think even fifth place you get like fifty bucks. So like, it's a lot of fun. It makes watching this that much more interesting. If you like playing like fantasy hmm. fantasy Football. sports, yeah. it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, Matt? Actually, I'm going to try that. That does sound interesting. Nothing to plug. All right. Well, uh, check back with the Winkly tomorrow with Justin and Nick. And me, myself, <laughs> myself, me, Matt, and Glenn will be back this Sunday after Money in the Bank. Uh, Go to, to bed, Raj. Review that show. I know, man. It's been a long week. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll catch you this Sunday.